And welcome back to Lake Effect on Hunter's Bay Radio. We're in Gravenhurst at the Sawdust City Studios. And with me this morning on this Thanksgiving weekend, Mayor Paul Kelly and District Councilor John Gordon. Gentlemen, what are you thankful? What are you most thankful for at this time of the year? When we're supposed to be giving thanks. <laughs> that's always an interesting question because typically Thanksgiving table, that's exactly what we do. We go around the table and say something that you're thankful <laughs> for, right? And usually it's the same thing. Well, I'm thankful for my wife, of course. <laughs> and, yes. you know, you're thankful for your family. But in, in, in sincerity, uh, I think probably um, that is, those are very thankful things that you have healthy relationships, but also that you're healthy, period. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, un- it's so unfortunate. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a day that goes by. They don't hear about somebody else that something's happened to. And I think if nothing else, I think we probably all should be really thankful if we are healthy. Yeah. How about yeah, yourself, and I, John? And, and so I would uh, echo that too, that uh, thankful, I guess, for the life that we've been given and for the uh, abilities that uh, have been given to us and the opportunity to be able to uh, use that to um, not only help uh, uh, our, our own families and our own selves, but uh, other people in the communities as as well as as best we can. That's yeah, and, and sometimes it's like anything else. Sometimes you take for granted where you live. You know, we just do it day in and day out. And then when you step back, and and and, and because we happen to be on the lake, and you you happen to look out on a beautiful night <laughs> where there's a great sunset, you say, "Wow, this is a great place to live." So yeah. I think that's another thing that we probably should all be thankful for: those that live here and those at Cottage here. I certainly feel that way when I'm just driving home from work mm-hmm. or driving into work. You know, wow, yeah. Yeah, this, it's, this is unbelievable. I, I've often thought I feel like I'm driving through a painting. It's especially <laughs> this time of year, absolutely, yeah, absolutely beautiful. And not only the colors of the leaves, but there's 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 reds, there's yellows, there's uh, blues, there's orange. Is um, there's I think I got all the colors there. There's election <laughs> signs in the ground. <laughs> uh, have you both been following the federal election? It's it's not a municipal election. You you don't have to worry about uh, doing that this time, but uh, have you been following what's been going on federally and and locally, I guess, with Muskoka as well? Oh, yeah. It's very hard to avoid having that that kind of conversation and, and observe what's going on. I mean, we had our all-candidates meeting last week in Gravenhurst and, and hearing the candidates. And, you know, actually, I was really impressed with all of them. They did a great job of answering the questions. There, was, there wasn't an, a spontaneous question-answering period. It was predetermined questions. But I thought, I think they all demonstrated that they bring strengths to the position. I think for, for me personally, um, my biggest concern is, who is going to provide our community with the best results at at the federal level and how are we going to be able to hear our voices how are they going to hear our voices so that we're recognized at the federal level and we don't get uh, kind of pushed off to the side john when you're out uh, locally talking to some of your constituents are are they talking also about the the federal election is it on their mind or is it Uh, yeah i was at at a a meeting uh yesterday that was a non-political uh meeting just uh gathering of people and there was chatter that was going on about uh which is good because uh i think that one of the things with our elections uh in canada has been uh uh, turnout of people has not been at what i would hope would be um uh, a level that we should be striving to achieve so uh i think uh above all and no matter which party it is that you choose to vote for i think that everybody having a a reflective nature and looking at it and saying this is what uh, they believe in and what best would represent them and making sure they get out and and take the opportunity of casting their vote 
I think you've said it, John, maybe others have said the same thing, but, you know, there's lots of countries where people wish they actually could have that democratic right to vote. And we are in a position where we have that opportunity. And yet, you know, given the last uh, municipal election, uh, the numbers were like 30% of the population eligible to vote voted. So so I guess if nothing else, we'd, we would can encourage people to make sure they get out and vote. I'm sure lots of politics will come up at the dinner table or around the uh, municipality as well tonight. And, you know, regardless, uh, the town of Gravenhurst will work with whoever. Totally. Gets yep. elected. A couple of reminders for uh, people in Gravenhurst, the uh, community, and uh, those that are seasonal residents. That we have a couple surveys. The Muskoka Wharf Revitalization Survey is really important. Uh, we're really trying to get people's feedback on that. Um, again, w- what are you looking for from council's perspective on the wharf? You know, it's interesting. Four years ago, when I ran as district councillor, uh, that issue came up about the wharf at that time. And that was, well, five years ago now. And at that time, people were saying, you know, we don't believe it's it's meeting the intended purpose of the wharf. And that was five years ago. And so throughout that time, though, it's really changed. It's really improved. I think they've tried, really tried to make efforts. They have an association at the wharf, which didn't exist before. John, you're, you're on. Are you working with that group or have been involved at least in conversations with them? And I think, I think the important part is is that we need to hear from people because there are varying opinions on this by the way there are those that would love to see just shut it down um because of the cost of running that wharf versus those that want to see this really successful and i tend to be on the side of wanting to make it as successful where else in muskoka yeah. do do you have that kind of facility on the water really there is no other place yeah and and obviously looking at ideas to make it successful year round uh you know we do have a lot of visitors and a lot of events throughout the the summertime uh, but the winter it's a little more challenging um your thoughts about the muskoka wharf and uh, why people should should be thinking about this and giving their feedback john well you know in, interesting you were talking about year round uh, activities and uh, one of the other things, hats that I wear is I'm the president of the curling club and I was approached by one of the uh, people who make ice for curling and they were interested in how could we help them uh, to have outdoor curling there sometime during during the wintertime. So, That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's things like that that engage people, um, uh, make it uh, something that they would wish to come to and participate in that uh, I'm hoping that uh, that uh, we can have that development that will make this a year-round uh, facility that uh, people from outside of the community are interested in being there as well as our own community members. Yeah, the wharf, uh, the two wharf condos, the people that live in that, mm-hmm. those condos are absolutely looking forward to having the conversations because they want to see it successful. That's one of the reasons they move there because of the proximity to the wharf and, you know, dining and all those kinds of things. So, yep. I had a question here that I wanted to make sure I asked the mayor before uh, our time ran out, and that was uh, about the hospital resolution. Um, Now, this had to have went down as the longest resolution in Gravenhurst history. I think I had a nap halfway through the resolution. You were still talking, and somebody nudged me, and and, uh, and then it was almost true. over. That but I, I sort of understood what you were saying, but uh, maybe could you give us sure. a Cole's note of, of what, what, what that all meant to sure. everyone? Uh, yeah, part of the challenge, of course, this goes to the local area hospitals, Bracebridge and Huntsville. And the need for either upgrading the existing facilities or building new. 
And so regardless of either way, the province will only fund a certain amount of that, a significant portion, but the rest is considered to be a local share portion, which includes their foundations for the hospitals, but also includes municipalities. Of course, what they were looking for, because they had put forward to the province their concept of what they were hoping to do, which was really at this point in time, they're recommending, uh, they were recommending this week, uh, the need for two new hospitals. So as a result of that, um, that increases the local share. And they were looking for in the neighborhood of $74 million to be spread throughout the municipalities of Muskoka. What we were saying from our, our council perspective was we have an $18 million deficit that we have to be concerned about over the next many years on top of the fact that at this point in time, there really is no support for um, medical health here in Gravenhurst from the hospitals. And we continue to say, what about Gravenhurst? And so that is an issue for, I think, for many of the people in Gravenhurst. So the resolution was really about we will help to support to some level. We did not identify a specific amount or any money in particular. All right, that that helps. That yeah. that narrows things down a little bit more for me. Uh, council coming up after Thanksgiving, um, we're going to be doing a, a group photo as well. That's going to be mm-hmm. exciting. Make sure mm-hmm. to be wearing your your nice clothes and <laughs> same, and, and hopefully hopefully the sun is still shining. And yeah. uh, uh, both of you. All the best to the season and have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy that big dinner with all that family tonight. That's going to be, or, or Sunday. Whenever do you, Is it Sunday or Monday for, for each of you? Ours Saturday. Is, yeah. Sa- Sa- it's just the whole week. I think ours is Saturday yeah. as well, actually. Sunday so. and Monday's recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. You and enjoy yours, too. Yeah, happy Thank Thanksgiving, Jason. Yes, and yeah. thanks for coming on. So Paul Kelly, our mayor, and District Councillor John Gordon on the show, and uh, we hope to have you back real soon to talk about more things. Great. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Jason. And that is this weekend's show. Hopefully you enjoyed our conversation. Uh, Many more conversations like this can be found on our website, gravenhurst.ca slash lake effect, the name of our show. Enjoy those spectacular Muskoka colors. Keep your eyes on the road, though, and uh, have yourself a great Thanksgiving weekend. The town of Gravenhurst returns to fall winter hours, Tuesday, October 15th, 8.30 to 4.30 p.m., and council will resume Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock is the next council meeting. I'm Jason Harnett. We'll talk to you again soon. More Muskoka Magazine on the way right here on Hunter's Bay Radio.